Here we go. It's the Real Kipper and Bourne Show live from the NHL All-Star Game Fanfare. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick. Next two hours, we are loaded around hockey fans from Canada, U.S., and everywhere else, boys. Yeah. Uh, we are I, loaded around hockey fans, and hockey fans are loaded around us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to apologize to you guys. A little bit of a scramble coming into uh, the Metro Convention Center. Uh, did I lose a phone? Did I not lose a phone? Still questions there. Yeah. I <laughs> promised you guys souflaki lunch where the King of Danforth, George Kalinikos, did show up. Now, he's Irish. <laughs> a ra- rather, uh, he timed it a little off, you know, because he went to the Intercontinental Hotel first, and I told them the Delta. But you know, I don't want to be sitting here eating raw onion tzatziki with uh, shaking hands with a lot of people anyway. So listen, uh, there's going to be times when I'm eating between now and uh, I, I, I do believe I'm going to jump into a shoes. Excuse me, Mr. Davis. <laughs> And then um, a good friend, Jerry Gain, also gave us some wine from Riverdale Wines. So, uh, what up? Holy. What a day. JB, you can't have any. Uh, no, no. But, but you, you can know, pass wife, it on and the mom, wife. It'll get drank in my Kipper, house. you gave me a, a bottle of wine that I put in my backpack, and I got it through security. So don't <laughs> tell anybody. There you go. Well, listen, we're going to have a, a great show for the next couple of hours, and we're going to welcome in some, uh, some great people, including in about 10 minutes five-time Grammy Award winner Michael Bublé. Yeah. Which, if you saw last night... Um, <laughs> I, now, explain this to me. Uh, <laughs> mushrooms or no mushrooms last night for, for Michael Bublé? Well, no mushrooms is my understanding. <laughs> but I will say it's uh, it's a growing thing in, in Ontario. I've seen stores. Really? Uh, medicinal mushrooms are a thing now. Yeah, Kipper, go, go, down, go down Queen Street. You can find yourself some uh, well, fun guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, ask Michael in, we'll ask Michael in about 10 minutes. Uh, off the top of the hour, we'll welcome in uh, Bill Daly, Deputy Commissioner of the National Hockey League. He just finished his press conference with uh, Commissioner... Gary Bettman. So we'll uh, we'll dive into a, a number of topics there uh, with Deputy Commissioner, and then our favorite Gord Stellick will drop by. The, That's a great way to end the, it. The mayor of Fanfare. He is doing every event here. Is he really? Yeah, he's like right now. I think he's doing a panel with Austin Matthews and Mitch Moore. Like he's talking to them. Like he's the keynote speaker. He did a thing with refs earlier, so I'm zero percent surprised. <laughs> does he have time for us? He does. I talked to him earlier. He said he would couldn't wait to come on the show. So. Wow. Actually, we, it's been a while for us and Gord, so yeah. we're overdue. Yeah. Okay, so last night we watched the draft party. I don't know what you want to call it. Was, it. It, was, it was a draft. Okay. Before we get to Michael Bublé's team, yeah, and it, it's really shaping up. I'm sorry, guys. As a Toronto Vancouver final for sure. Saturday. You think there's two loaded teams? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. For sure. Uh, but uh, just your overall thoughts last night uh, in terms of how it was presented. Like, in, like yeah. we've said in the past, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then there's like some. you. <laughs> well, are listen, you everybody? I, I listen. <laughs> If I if I could sit here and tell you I had a better answer yeah. to what 
can be deemed as uh, exciting or entertaining? I'll tell you no. I, I don't have the I, answer. I have a better answer. Okay, let's hear it. Involved alcohol. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> put it later, put it later in the evening. Put it in a uh, put it in a theater, and you have a little bit more fun. Okay, um, <laughs> definitely uh, the answer from someone thirty-five and younger. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. You know, I I thought it was cool. You know, I, I really I like the way the the guys are out there and kind of getting individually cho- chosen. It's just tough to do live. Like I feel like it's. 30 minutes of content in a two-hour show that maybe you just need to edit it down to get to the parts mm. that you need. Like, do but, it like do it not live and yeah. then, like, package it and For a TV. show it. Yeah. But then the, the other part of it is you shouldn't be able to take your own guys. Because, like, Colorado's out there. You got Makar and McKinnon, and they got to take Gorgiev first. There's all there's the best players on earth, and you got to take Gorgiev. You know, like, not that he's not a good player. But you'd rather see him have to go off the board a little bit. So. Loyalty. And, and we, the Leafs had to do it. We saw that. Uh, the only question is, who, who are they going to pick first? Willie Nylander or, or Mitch Marner? Yeah. And I think they, the guys collectively enjoyed uh, ribbon uh, just Mitch Mitchie. a little bit uh, longer. That's just all it's about, eh? Just dressing room stuff. Oh, that, yeah. That's why this stuff is supposed to be fun, is you get a sense for how they interact when the cameras are off. And I don't know if you got that out of it last night, but... Yeah, I think so. That's a pretty loaded team. And, you know, between Michael Bublé, who will join us momentarily, and, and, and Will Arnett, I think uh, no, no, no two bigger entertainers understand what last night was all about because right. they definitely kind of carried it. Uh, I think the, the Beebs was a little nervous about forming more than three words in a sentence because he was getting ready for his big concert, right? So. Is, that, is that the sense that well, you got? I mean, for a guy that is one of the biggest stars on earth, I thought it'd be a, like you said, like Arnett, and they were trying to do a little bit more. I thought it'd be a little bit more. You know what's electrifying. tough is like, all right, so you're an awesome hockey player. You're Nathan yeah. McKinnon. Yeah. Now you got to wear a Britney Spears headset and speak to an audience. <laughs> you know, like that's not part of the deal when you're growing up trying to make the NHL, is it? Like, yeah. You're trying to be awesome, and they're like, yeah, it's a great go, point. go entertain a lot. He's not. You know, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know. That's a good point, actually. High expectations. Know. At some point, could we have not got him a lawn chair, you know, or I mean, <laughs> made him more comfortable? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, he was definitely comfortable. I mean, from the lack of times he wanted to stand up. His beeps. Uh, the beeps. Yeah. I, uh, I imagine he was very comfortable. Well, good. You know, it's, uh, you know, I don't think they're paying these guys for their time. So <laughs> appreciate him being involved in the first place. Did you want the teams, or do you care? Yeah, let's have a quick. No, you don't want the yeah, least team at least. Okay, well, tell me what you think. So Matthews is teams. Ma- Matthews is Matthews, Riley, Nylander, Marner, Ottinger, Keller, Barzell, Philip Forsberg, Alex DeBrinket, and Vincent Trocheck. So one defenseman on that team, which is Morgan Riley, uh, and the the other one that you said that matters is Quinn Hughes, is Jack Hughes, Pedersen, uh, Kucherov, Demko, Connor, Kachuk, Brat, Talbot, Besser. JT Miller and Frank Vertrano. Yeah. Those are the two teams that Kipper thinks are going to be going head-to-head. It what was, is the Leafs' record in overtime at 3-on-3? Three three? I'm going to pull this oh, up. Oh, yeah, it's a great point. It's yeah, not so, as good as you'd, you'd hope. A lot uh, of times it kind of looks like an all-star game when they're playing in overtime. Yeah, so in shootout overtime, they're 4-1 and one this season. You know, that can't be right, is it? Shootouts? No. That must be shootouts. Yeah, yeah. That's not, I think it's shootouts. Yeah, because they've been to overtime 16 times or yeah. something like that, and I don't think they're a ton above 500. So, yeah, we'll see if the Leafers can uh, carry one through for the home crowd. Uh, what are the thoughts on some of those boys uh, being a little hungover for the event today? Yeah, 
I went over and I checked out Gary Bettman's press conference today, which we'll get to later in the show. And I watched, they did the announcement of the Olympics, which is super exciting, and the four-team face-off that's happening. I would say that the four gentlemen who play hockey on stage had maybe enjoyed themselves last night. Like, yeah. When Connor Were they Mc- at the concert, the Bieber thing last night? I would night? assume that yeah. Matthews was probably around the concert at some point. But yeah, they looked yeah. like they were a little green under the gills and understandably so. You're in good shape today. Didn't you go out with Healy and the crew? No, actually, well, we, we, we were at the Hockey Hall of Fame and I did get an opportunity to go to the concert yeah. and I uh, I passed. You did? Wow. I did. Yeah. Well, I just uh, You know what? Either you're in you're all in, right? And at that point, uh, I think I made the decision to kind of lay low a little bit. I was feeling stupid. I didn't go. I should have gone. Yeah, probably. And what? I just, I don't know. And just well, begged outside the door to let you in? <laughs> no, but you could have gone as me- media members were there. You're just, you don't get to be with the cool people. Oh, yeah, they put all okay. the They put all the media dorks in the top. Did and, they? Yeah, I think so. And like, apparently there were some, you know. They didn't want you down with the players, understandably yeah. so. So there's like kind of two separate parties sort of thing. So yeah. I should have gone. Well, That's good it. on him for doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He didn't have to. It's yep. worked for him. Yep. And, hey, listen, we, you know, between that, that, you know, giving us some juice, having Bieber involved, we have an absolute ton of stuff to get to today. Uh, Todd McClellan fired. He's yeah. the head coach of the Los Angeles Kings. Gary Bettman yeah. announces yeah. NHL returning to the Olympics. So no real surprise. Let's let's touch a little bit on uh, Gary Bettman's press conference because we do know that uh, a lot of it uh, on the uh, you know between the Olympics and the four nations is that the, what they're calling four it? Nations four nations face off. Yes, I believe. yeah, correct. But, uh, do you feel like uh, the expectation of uh, the media pressing him on uh, on on the five players uh, charged mm-hmm. uh, exactly what you anticipated? You know. Uh, Tough questions for Gary, but and I don't want to call it a luxury, but he does have the advantage in that circumstance of saying that they don't have answers, right? Like there's a press conference coming this Monday mm-hmm. where they're going to get more information from the London police. Obviously, that's something that he is able to say we're letting the things run their course and waiting to see what happens then. So it didn't feel like we were ever going to get great yeah. answers out of Gary today with the ability to punt. Yeah, there was a sense, I thought, a, a little bit from the media that we're waiting for you to say something. To Gary. Yeah, to Gary. Now, perhaps after the NHL All-Star game, could he follow up with uh, some type of suspension? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. we do know he carries a lot of power in terms of making ultimate decisions yeah. on code of conduct. And, you know, it's always going to be a gray area. But ultimately, if he's got the power to suspend with or without pay, I think people were, were pressing him today on it. Yeah. He but, was not prepared to, I think, overstep, I think, the weekend, yeah. to be fair yeah. to a lot of people here and a lot of sponsors and a lot of, and the 99.9% of the league to say, right now, our focus is on the NHL All-Star Weekend, and as soon as Monday, perhaps, after the London police have their press conference, mm-hmm. maybe he might be in a different position to make some sort of follow-up announcement. Did you feel, though, that he should have had some sort of answer to, you know, what's going to happen to these guys, assuming there will be no legal outcome by Monday? You know, will they be able to play? It did feel a little bit like he was able to to punt and say, their contracts are up at the end of this year, they won't play well, this is while we're waiting on this. 
if I was in his position today, I don't think I would have handled it much differently. Like, he really kind of left yeah. it. Uh, and anybody can make assumptions from here moving forward, but do you want to do that? Yeah, I mean, as much as it did feel a little bit like I said the word punt, there, he has to be careful here. There is a process to play out. Like, there is some legitimacy to a lot of those points. I just felt that his unwillingness to entertain the idea of, you know, what's going to happen here if or yeah. that and, you know, maybe wasn't yeah. as forthright as possible. But I, like you said, I don't necessarily blame him for taking that angle. And, and something that might be a little understated, and Gary kind of touched on it, today was that all the players that have been accused uh, have no contracts moving forward right. at the end of the season. So if they can drag their feet till then, he can basically just say, teams haven't re-signed him, we haven't made a decision, we'll make a decision if yeah. someone signs him. If people are pressing on him to suspend without pay, I think what Gary kind of said without saying it is if if we do that, all that's going to happen now is that the NHLPA will come back and file a grievance because that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And then by the time we go back and forth, the season's going to be finished anyways. Yes. And then they stop getting paid and the point becomes moot. It's just like it'll work itself out here for the NHL where they won't have to take a hard stance. In a very short period of time. Because it would, yeah. You know, we've talked about it briefly, but just like it would put the it's a weird precedent to set if you can knock guys off your salary cap for, you know, accusations or whatever. So like we said, we're going to have Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly from the National Hockey League join us at the top of the hour. And we're going to get into a a number of topics. Uh, Also, expansion in terms of uh, Salt Lake City. There's a real sense that like I'll. Gary Bettman needs to do is just green light this thing and yeah. they're, they're, they're next. The, he was pressed on it a bit and he was like, I didn't announce that we're anything about Salt Lake City. Like, you know, you, why don't you ask the group? Okay. All right. Let's welcome in Grammy Award winner and star of last night's show, Michael Bublé. Hey, Michael, thanks for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. I know you've come on with uh, myself, Darren Millard, and uh, and Doug McLean uh, a while back on Hockey Central at noon. So uh, welcome all these years later. Ah, man, it's so nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you too, Justin. Thanks, man. We appreciate you coming on today. Looked like a good time last night, was it? It was so much. Are you kidding me, guys? It was so much fun. <laughs> this whole event has been really great, you know? Hey, you're, you're like a kid in a candy store last night or a mushroom yeah, store. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think I think people know by now when I was talking about, you know, when I was talking about the shrooms and stuff at, uh, you know, Nick, you told me it was a microdose. What the hell? <laughs> I did. I think now yeah, we've let the cat out of the bag. It was Kiprios, everybody. It was Kiprios. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I, I'm to blame. I'm to blame. Um, you know, how do you think the players uh, responded? Because, you know, there's... I know there's a ton of pressure this time of year to step up and perform a little bit, and some are more comfortable than others. But what was your sense being around these great players, Michael? Uh, my sense is that they're really a bunch of great guys. Honestly, I think they, I think it's in a weird way. I think that draft actually brings guys together. It forces them together in a way because I'm going to tell you what, Nick. It doesn't matter who you are. It's a very high school thing that draft. 
And it sucks sitting there waiting to get picked. I don't care how, you know, what anybody tells you. And I don't give, I don't, and I'm telling you right now, I shook a lot of hands last night. And these are the greatest hockey players in the world. And I, you know, people probably think, wow, they don't care. You know, that, you know, let me tell you, every single hand I shook was cold and clammy. Every (laughs) single one. Every single one of those guys was sitting there. And as cool as a cucumber, as cool as they looked, Nobody wanted to be last. Everybody was, you know, the longer they sat, the more anxiety they had. And, um, but, you know, what's weird is that it really makes it exciting because I don't know, guys, I don't know what it's been like previous years, and I don't know what the feeling is there on the ice, but this is uh, it's not a joke. Like, you know, this is not one of those, yeah, we show up and we'll do some dipsy doodle Harlem Globetrotter stuff, you know, and, you know, the Washington Generals on the other side. These dudes want to win, and I, I I understood it very quickly when I started talking to the to the the, the teammates, you know, and talking to the, the brothers and stuff, and and uh, and Petey. And obviously, they wanted to take care of their own guys. They want to make sure they're doing the right things as leaders and captains. But the first thing out of their mouths were, "We want to win." That's awesome. And so how about yourself? I mean, you, I'm sure you played some hockey growing up. You're, I'm sure, competitive with your uh, music career. Did you feel as that went on, like looking at other guys' uh, teams going, okay, here's what we need? Did you start to feel some of the competitive juices too? Oh, well, of course, I always do. I mean, listen, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm a part owner of the, the, the Giants in Vancouver, our junior team, and I'm, I'm every single night I'm competitive. Man, I'm competitive if we're out of the playoffs. I still want to win. Um you know, it's not it's not the only thing, obviously, but it's a it's a great thing. And uh, last night, I mean, look, I was so pumped. I, I listen before we ever made one pick. I looked at, at I looked over at Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes and knew if you know what I mean. I, that, that's a pretty damn fine start. And then you add Nikita Kucherov to that off the top. It was like, oh man, this is this is sick. This is too good. We're talking to Michael Bublé, five-time Grammy Award-winning artist. Hey, Michael, uh, this is really shaping up. I don't know if you guys got that vibe last night. Is another Toronto versus Vancouver thing, and we know we know Vancouver hates Toronto, and like, yeah. like you can't <laughs> yeah. you can't lose, my friend, this weekend. You can't to Toronto, especially. You know that, right? No, I, listen, man. You know, <clears throat> honestly, I think. We take it with a little grain of salt, and and the truth is, whether we win or lose, you know what I mean. It's it's okay, and but we're happy for you in Toronto. We're happy. Like for me personally, I'm not even joking, man. I'm I am thrilled you guys won your Stanley Cup last year. I feel like I feel like I was actually happy for you. You know what I mean? You did it. Um, you got there. Um, the Grail, the the dragon was slayed, and now it's our turn. In the West. Yeah, well, I do want to ask you about that there with the the Canucks. Did you foresee what's going on with that team this year? What an unbelievable turnaround. Yeah, man, I, I uh, it's nice to watch. I know they're all buying in. I think they got a great, I think they got a great group, really. I mean, I'm lucky. I know a lot of those guys. And I got, and listen, I love our, our ownership and I love our management. And I just, uh, you know, I like what's happening. I like the vibe they're building. And uh, the truth is, you know, I was with Brian Burke last night, and we were, you know, I love talk- I love that word truculence, but I love that I love that we got talent, we got high end talent, but there's truculence. You got four lines that roll, you got a big 
damn defense corps. And, um, you know, I don't know what, what what's going to happen, obviously, but um, I think we got a damn fine chance, and I love that Lindholm deal. I love that Lindholm. He's a big two-way killer that, you know, not many teams have that kind of depth at center. And uh, you can stick him on the right wing on the power play, and he can win that draw too. So I like it, guys. I do. I, 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 listen, I'm excited, and I'm not just saying this. I think you guys are too. I'm excited for Canada. Because there's some, um, you know, to know that Winnipeg is where it's at, Edmonton at 17 games. Like, I talked to Connor yesterday, and it just, you know, it's, and I really like him, too. McDavid is a really good, as you guys know, really cool dude, humble guy. You'd never know he's the superstar that he is. And I love that he's honest. Like, he's really excited about that. He's, it's, it's so cool, like, to be part of what they're part of right now. And I love it. As a Canadian, it's fun to watch. So you mentioned Lindholm and then Zadorov, uh, what, a month and a half ago, two months. Did you, did you look at that roster right now, and if, if Jimmy or, or, or Patrick, uh, their general manager, make another move, would you be worried about t- uh, tinkering too much? Is this enough for you? You, wanna, you think this is uh, deep enough now to make a run? I don't know if you're ever deep enough, man. That's, I mean... Are you ever deep enough? I, I don't know. But I know this. I think you've got guys in Patrick and, and Jimmy Rutherford that uh, Jimmy has been there before. He knows what it takes. Um, he's he's patient when he has to be, but obviously, you know, he'll pull the trigger when he has to. So um, it's it's interesting, man. I, I've loved watching what they've done. I really have. It's been so much fun as a fan, and uh, it really has to just sit there. And I look, I link, I link that Lindholm deal, what I really like about it, is that I love what it says to the players. I love what it says to all those guys, you know? And I've talked to them about it, you know? I, I know what it means to them. You know, hey, guys, we believe in you. This is, this is a reward for doing what you're doing. We think you can get, go all the way, and uh, we're willing to show you that. And I think that that's all any team can do, guys. You know that. But uh, tough game, tough league, tough conference, um, you know, Got to go through a bunch of amazing teams. I mean, look at Colorado and Edmonton. Right? Those are two stacked teams, so uh, it's going to be tough. Well, the best part about that is that when there is best-on-best best competition, you get to combine <laughs> some of these players and play for Canada. Yeah. How excited were you to hear that we're going to get some, whether it's the Dude. Four Nations thing or the Olympics is back? That is my favorite news today. I'm, like, for me, that is huge news. For all my buddies, I, call, I called my dad. Um, totally pumped totally pumped and you know further than that it just makes it even more important for us to continue to grow the game you know and and uh, you guys are such a big part of that and i love seeing teams going into the community and and making sure that kids you know fall in love with this game and i love the watching the women game grow i mean this is crazy you guys like berkey and all these guys have done such an unbelievable job and, uh, you know, you go into the community, you get kids excited, you help them, you sponsor stuff, you get jerseys for them. You get, and you know what? You'll find, you know, you will build a great uh, group of Canadian kids coming up. And um, you, they've, obviously they've done it in America. Um, so we just need to keep on it here in Canada. Hanging out with uh, some of the stars, did you get a sense of how, how competitive tonight will be with a million dollars like i know you could sell like four cases of bubbly and and make a million dollars but this is this is still a, a ton of money for these guys yeah i it's funny i've no one and i'm not lying to you i've talked to so many guys 
And I'm not joking. Not one guy has talked about money. But um, I just think they're such highly competitive dudes. They they want to prove something, you know, to themselves and to each other. So, I mean, hey, the money's awesome, but I don't think they're hurting either. Well, listen, uh, we're certainly not hurting having you back on our show. You are welcome on it any time. Uh, you've now jumped over Dan Murphy as our lead Vancouver the Canucks, Canucks correspondent. correspondent. Now, congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, do yeah, not Dan be a stranger. Is Dan is the king. No way. Dan yeah, yeah. Is, he knows Please. way more than I do. You are welcome any time on our show, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Michael Bublé, everybody. Trainer is what I need. <laughs> it's good to be like Dan. Yeah. Get some rest. Plenty of weekends still thanks, ahead guys. for you, hey, my have friend. Have a good weekend, guys. Let's Thank have you. a pop together. If we're out here. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Right. One of the greats. Take care. Michael Bublé. That was fun. That was, was kind of cool. I mean, the guy's a hockey fan. Listen, uh, like I said, he, he he came on a few years ago on Hockey Central at noon, and he knew he knew everything he needed to know. Yeah. And deep conversations on the Canucks. This is not one of those, you know, just kind of dipping your toe as a celebrity into right. the hockey world. This guy lives and breathes it. So, so you kind of just like sloughed off the let's have a pop thing. I'm like, yeah, let's. <laughs> Could we get your number? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Fantastic stuff. That was awesome. Yeah, his team is uh, is pretty loaded up. Um, you know, having having Pedersen and Hughes and Kucherov, Demko and Net. I, I would be interested, though, because you know the Vancouver-Toronto rivalry, and I think it's much more one way than it is the other. Like, I think Vancouver really hates Toronto more than Toronto hates Vancouver. But I, I, I do. I, I don't know. Hey, can I just say yeah. something? Uh, Vancouver potentially win the St- Stanley Cup this year? That that hate would oh, yeah. would yeah. be there. No, we can't have that. But what <laughs> <laughs> you can't go too far with what it. I say, what I'm saying? just telling you, like, I, you know. Watch them win the Stanley Cup, and you're going to see a lot of hate out of here. I think it would matter a lot to Vancouver fans to have, like, even though it's an all-star game, like, the slightest amount of bragging rights to have, like, the Buble Vancouver team win an all-star game at Toronto. Like, I do think that would give them, like, the slightest bit of bragging. They'll take anything they can get on Toronto. There is potential for a little juice on Saturday night with that. Yeah, and uh, that's what I see shaping up is, is a when they play against each other and if they make it to a final I guess yeah. it would be a, a Toronto versus Vancouver thing. I will say though, you know, I Can Edmonton grew up... get in there between Connor and and, oh, yeah. and Dreisaitl to kind of screw it up? Um, yeah, yeah Although, but still there's still juice there too. Can, so can I, get, I will 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 Arnett, will Arnett take Arnett, his, yeah, his leaf hat off? You know, I, did he address that last night? Like, I thought he'd be like, hey. I think you know, he did. He did, okay. Yeah, and I don't think he cared. <laughs> that's, what I, that's the sense I got. He just, I'm sure if you're Will Arnett, you're like, okay, I'm not Justin Bieber in Toronto. That, that's fair, is it not? I mean, Bieber's Bieber? Yeah. you got to give the team to Biebs. Yeah. But, you know, I grew up in B.C., and I moved to Toronto. Yeah. And, I, and you talk about how people in Toronto don't hate Vancouver. I don't know, man. I heard an awful lot of sa- slander about well, the sushi-eating hippies out west when well, I first came over That's here. just because you're listening to Bob McCowan. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that's, that's what I, like, when I went to a game there, I went to a Leafs-Canucks game, and I wore like my the unusual amount of Leafs stuff I would. Yeah. And I've gone to different arenas around the league as a Leaf fan. I have never received vitriol <gasps> like that like it was the rudest welcome in any building i've ever had in any yeah. sport rude good. so yeah they hate them that's good that's the only way that there's any real action right when you have that sort of juice so that's yep. that's good glad Bublé's on that side of things the Bublé. so Bublé. do you guys want to hit a break so then we can talk about all the actual news yeah, yeah. including uh, a firing 
I don't know how ex- unexpected it was. We actually talked about it a little bit. I I didn't get a sense that it was going to happen, but uh, enough people told me that they were contemplating uh, yeah. a change of coaches Crazy in, in too, L.A. Crazy, too. A run of a bad six weeks, basically. Sure enough, Todd McClellan out. Uh, also, I want to talk to you guys about uh, uh, this four-nation face-off yep. and uh, you know how intrigued are you going to be? Is this just a warm-up to the Olympics as they kind of... Stipulated today, but how uh, many Leafs taking part in that? We'll, uh, yeah, that's a good question. We'll get into that and more. Still, plenty to go on the real Kipper and Bourne show. Right after, back after these words. Hey, it's Ben Ennis, and I'm Brent Gunning. We got you covered on all things Leafs, Raptors, and Blue Jays every weekday morning, six to nine. It's the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet five ninety, the Fan, and wherever you get your podcasts. Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Did you spell Jim Hillier wrong? Hiller? I, I don't know if I did or not. I <laughs> copy and pasted it from a tweet, so maybe the person, I don't know who it it's, is. It's just what Hiller. Did I do? What did I do, Hiller? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is, we know he's Close the next enough. head coach, he's the coach of the LA Kings. Yes. But before you get into that, you know, well, I've gone to a Leaf game with you before, Kipper. Yeah. And, you know, I've been in public a few times with you. Like, I'm not sure Buble is more famous than you. <laughs> 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 like, you, like you, you're, it's hard for you to get around. Oh, gosh. Like, people are mobbing. No, you, no. You, couldn't, you couldn't cross Bremner without five people asking for a selfie. Buddy, I'm now hanging with you guys oh, now. And I'm, no. I'm in third place. You signed 17 autographs in the break. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. Wow, Anyways. listen, everybody's having a good time here. <laughs> you know, Leafs fans are, are true. Yeah, they love their leaves. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have uh, Bill Daly join us at the top of the hour. We'll get into Olympics, of course, and uh, this Four Nations face-off. Yeah. And listen, it's not the Olympics, and it was touched on in the press conference that we've got two choices next season. Yeah. To do something or nothing, and we right. choose something. It's something. not perfect. By any stretch. No. It's not. Um, you can't really call it best on best when there's no Russia. There's no Czech Republic. So it's just four nations. Canada, U.S., Finland. Sweden. Sweden. So that, you know, you kind of have to, I think what you have to do is not pretend it's the Olympics. It's its own unique thing. They're trying something and there will still be that sort of nationalistic pride involved. I don't know how people are going to take to it, but like you're going to watch. You're going to watch Crosby and McDavid play on the line I, for the first time. You're going to watch McKinnon be involved, right? I think it's the four best teams. Like, if we're being honest, those are the, probably the four best teams in well, the country. By, well, well Russia no Russia. Is, yeah, but no I would take all four of those teams over Russia's team. Like, if we're doing best on best, breaking the guys down, like, I, I like those four teams. Yeah. I do. And I think from a guy who loves – I'm the – the target audience of this because I love international yeah. hockey. Like I watch the Spangler Cup over Christmas all the time. Like I love hockey yeah, at the international right. level. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's gonna be great. Like I don't know how you get all that talent yeah. together in attorney where it's not amazing. What do the players care? They have to care. You're putting on a Canada jersey, you're not gonna you're they gonna probably. not care. The challenge, of course, is over the last forty or fifty years is there's it's always just been about like a powerful five or six countries yeah. to start 
thinking that we can truly have a World Cup is yeah. Soccer has a World Cup. Right. When you have how many countries out there. But they're not trying to call it that, at least. Right? Well, yeah, they tried it once. <laughs> <laughs> Under right? 23. Yeah, they, but they, there, they there has been a lack teams. of development from yeah. Germany. And, you know, we've got some names coming up, which is, which is great. Yeah. But a World Cup, you know, you, you'd hope you could find 12 countries out there and and we can't it's tough because a lot of the countries germany's a great example where you have a few elite guys you have dry cider you know you got a few guys not enough not enough to to be invited to a a tournament and 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 feel like they can compete yeah well I, i think this all stems from just a fear of knowing how to handle russia right like it would be more teams if they knew how to handle Russia, I feel like. And, and Gary today in his press conference is like, oh, the Russia question, that's for the guy from the Olympics. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's totally like, you answer it. that one. It's, I, I, they, and he didn't really say no yeah. when he was asked about it. He kind of was like, yeah, we'll see where we're at in 2026, basically, was his answer. Yeah. And I guess that's what... Where are we politically, yeah, right? That's, that was political his whole answer. Scope. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that by 2026, maybe it's not... Russia, maybe it's the Olympic athletes from Russia again, or something, yeah. like something like that, and they're in it. But it's hard to imagine an Olympics without a Russia, a Russia uh, involved. Yeah. Well, do you, do you think uh, how intense a four nations tournament would be? Well, that's a good without uh, without having the the feel of it. Like what's on the line? Are they going to build a trophy? And so, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is. In in season, yeah, it's like at the All Star break. In lieu of like All Star break, yeah. So, you know, for these players, you're it's a big ask, is it not, to say in season this is going to be a competitive event where you're not paid to be a part of this. It doesn't necessarily mean you're the best hockey country in the world. It just means you've won the Four Nations. Like it doesn't have the cachet yet to get the guys go. Yeah. Well, I just want to be a part of that because it's you know. Unless they feel like it's a a showcase yeah. for the Olympics. Right, I'm trying out uh-huh. for the Olympics. I imagine that. Would so if I have success, if I show that I have great chemistry on this this checking line, can now Canada just feel like they're going to yeah. slide that team over to the Olympics? You, you Two things, not to be this check, guy. Oh, you said checking line. It's like, oh, so you're just already starting to get Hyman on that team? Is that well, <laughs> that's literally where it's going. Is yeah. you know, first off, we have an All Star game without Zach Hyman, who's on yeah. pace for 55 goals yeah. or whatever it is, which is incredible. But so it's going to be funny to see if he's still doing his thing, and he Lock. we include him. I'm Lock locking him Sam. up right now. But then the question everyone immediately is asking: It's like the Olympics are back. Who's our goalie? Yeah, Al. I mean, there's there would have been one answer that we would have had pretty unanimously. Who's probably not going to be playing hockey much anymore? And Mark Carter, Hart, Carter Hart was Carter the Hart. guy that was everybody was naming to be that. You, you got know what Aiden Hill, there. Connor Ingram. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the U.S. is going to roll up Hellebuck, Demko. Uh, only, one of the, Gibson. only one of them can play, Borny. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's only one of them can play. But it's the only place where it's like, as a Canadian, you're like, oh, down the middle, we are stacked. Can anyone stop it? Here, it's like being a Leafs fan. Here, here's what I'll say. Ah, uh, that was me. Here's what I'll say. We'll be fine. We'll be fine? We'll be fine. No, Canada. Uh, He's American. I, I Wolves, Man- Joseph Wolves, Wolves, Just for the record, anytime I, I hear someone say, down the middle... It, you have to include your goalie down the middle. So? 100%. It is the middle of the ice. It is the middle of the ice. 
Well, and down the middle. Well, maybe, maybe Sid can strap on the pad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for Logan Thompson, someone to emerge. Yeah, it's going to be somebody. Like, it's not a murderer's if you, if row. If you're a fringe Canadian goalie right now, you should be having a moment. Like, oh, my if God. If you get hot, I gotta get you're hot. the guy. Yeah. So. Well, that'd be exciting. Yeah. But, no, like, so you, you're worried about them not competing in it? Like, not competing or, like, uh, just, the, the, I, just the effort level in well, it? No, uh, no, I don't. But I do worry about the public perception mm. of them. Like, or or where is their emotional attachment Fair. to this tournament? And I, I experienced it a little bit in 2016 with, uh, with the World Cup yeah. here in Toronto. And I, I don't think it, it did what I hoped it would have done in terms of... They submarined it with one move with that under-23 well, team. But, you know, at the same time, it was a popular team, and there was a bit of a rally around it. Because popular like the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, like, I, yes. I don't think this is but, real, but, but... But, like, as, yeah. a, as an exhibition kind it's, of The thing that thing. killed it is that Team Europe beat Sweden in the semis. Yeah. So then it wasn't Canada versus Sweden in the semis. It was Canada versus a and team, that one, all-star team. All jokes non, aside, you know, who won? Did Canada Canada win? won. Yeah. yeah. With That's Brad, Brad Marchand scored a winning goal late in the second game to win it. With... Yeah, you're right. And, and if the final would have been... <laughs> yeah, not right. that I remember. No, it did happen. If, yeah. if there would have been a final with Lundqvist against Sydney... That's what I mean. That's that like, it, like, you look back on that thing totally differently if it's not Team Europe in the final. Like, I think that really... I disagree with that. You do? You think, I, I really hated the under-23 things. Like, we're, it's all our best players, except a few of them are on yeah. this other team. Anyway. That, yeah, people forget Matthew scored his first goal at Scotiabank Arena playing for Team North America, not the Leafs. That's so, a there great you go. little tibia there tribute. You go. Uh, Todd McClellan. Fired by the Los Angeles Kings yeah, after that must five have, plus seasons. That must have stung uh, Rob Blake, general manager, because he. That's his guy? That's his guy. And I would think that uh, there was an extraordinary, extraordinary amount of pressure to think that Todd can't get the team back at this yeah. point. You know, it's such a weird thing because they he rode it out with them through the whole rebuild, turn it around, start winning games, get off to a great start this season. It was all, you know, who's the best in the West Vegas, L.A.? And honestly, like six weeks, completely submarine the guy. And I, then you do the move where you put a guy who was on the bench as the head, head coach anyway. I remember doing, uh, like, our gambling segment early in the year and talking about, like, the favorites for the Jack Adams. Yeah. And he was, like, in the top five for the first two months of the season. Yeah. Like, he was a guy that was all, like, coach of the year, look what they're doing. And then, you know, Boys, I'm telling you. It comes it, down to goaltending it, a lot of times. The coaches have never had it harder right now in the National Hockey League. At, at one, in one stance, they're exempt from the salary cap. Yeah. Which can mean that they, the sky's the limit on how much they can make. Yeah. And then the double-edged sword on that is that I can also fire you, and yeah. it doesn't affect my salary cap. Right. So it's just money. Yeah. And it's the number one way now to shake up your team. You're not moving. You're not trading anybody, essentially. Which, you know, in Toronto, we sometimes get accused of being hyperbolic or panicked or whatever. But listen, you know, the Leafs lose 8 to 10 games at any point. They might change the coach. We'd be having probably a different vibe today in this city right now. We're if, winning the if, last two. If, yeah, if the Leafs lost the last two against Winnipeg, there'd be a 
different vibe well, for right Sheldon Keith. You said it right from the start, and I doubted you the first time you brought it. You brought it up again, and you're right that that those two games were such a fork in the road moment for the Leafs' season heading into All Star break. Yeah. They win them both, and everything's fine. Keeps back to not being on the hot seat. You're right. So, so the only difference is is. L.A. could not win those couple of games. Yeah. Wherever you want to go and find them in the last month, yeah. L.A. Kings could not win a couple of important games to save Todd's job, yeah. and the Leafs did. Yeah, And I'm not suggesting that that was ever on the table like like what we just saw in L.A., but that's where, that's where the seed gets planted, right? Yeah. Yeah. On these stretches on, on teams that find a way to dig their coaches out of a hole they're three five and two in their last 10 like it's yeah. not like they're oh and 10 yeah but you know wasn't enough for him to, to stick so, around so do you think like do you still believe in that team or like is it just that they got really hot goaltending at the start of the year from talbot like are you off of them you i know what I, know. I wonder i wonder if the huge trade for pl dubois certified difference maker mm. who now is playing third and fourth line and probably hates his coach doesn't have some small influence because you need to get that guy back on board. Yeah. Like you just traded Velarde and Ayafalo and Kapari for this guy who's going to help. If that coach has lost that guy, is that enough to be like... Man, they're going to build a statue for Cheval Day off of that trade. Like I know. That, you look at that trade. But and look at the bodies behind Dubois. Like I everywhere know. he goes. It's really... Yeah, you got to... Like how many coaches has that guy had in his career? Well, and how many has he worked with? Yeah. Like, to me, it's like someone who's, like, you know, in some sort of toxic relationship. That happens. Things go wrong. If you're in your 10th. What did they give him for a contract? Uh, Was it eight times eight? Did give him eight years? Oh, yeah, eight. Eight times eight. Eight. Oof. So they need to salvage P.L. Dubois. That's a big one there for them. Yeah. All right, are we do game time, Sammy? Well, do you want to mention the Monaghan trade that happened today, oh, too? Oh, God, Sean Monaghan got traded to the give, Jets. Give the... Give the Montreal Canadiens full credit for taking Monaghan on, gaining a first rounder, and then unloading him and getting another first rounder. Unbelievable reclamation right? project. And not to rain on the Calgary Flames, but whatever it cost them, cost them an additional pick to get rid of Monaghan. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like. Who, so well, who's who, the guy that, that, that was over? Is that Daryl Sutter related, or is wh- that who made that trade? No, it was uh, wasn't it <laughs> wasn't it to fit Jonathan Huberto's ten and a half? Did that play into it? Yeah. Or or Uyghur's new contract or something that forced them to move that money out? Right. Rather than just let him get healthy and maybe trade him for an asset. Yes. It's a tough moment for so our boys in blue here. He was, trade, he was traded for a first-round pick and a conditional third-round pick. And the condition on the third-round pick is that if the Jets win the cup, they get the pick. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, entirely. Yeah, yeah, that's the condition on the pick. So I like that. I mean, From what? A, 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 a fourth to a second? Or a fourth no, 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 to a third? No, no, the pick is a third if they win the cup yeah. or no pick at yeah. all. Yeah. So a first yeah. for yes. sure. Yeah. yeah, so it's a first and then a third, yeah. So. And I, I, I like him. I can't claim that I've watched enough of him to feel comfortable. I've a lot of Habs games this year. That he's, you know, how healthy is he? He's yeah. had some issues. He's had some surgeries. Is that all behind him? Is he a guy that can disappear again one thing they're talking about in winnipeg is the you know putting ehlers and perfetti on his wings because it's a guy you can trust as a two-way 200 foot guy you give a couple of offense first guys a little bit of insurance 
Then you're playing Ehlers more, who's probably the most undervalued points per 60 type of guy, and Perfetti who can do more. So maybe Monaghan's not going to be awesome, but if you can get more out of Ehlers and Perfetti, there's value there well, too. Like, you know, he did get, he had the injury issues and his production clearly fell off a cliff. But before that, like starting in 2013, 2014, 22 goals, 31, 27, 27, yeah. 31, 34, 22. Like he's a guy that can produce for you. Put the puck in the net. So like, I, you know, it's a first round pick. I don't think I think a lot of people thought they wouldn't get that for him. So good right. job by the Habs. And you know, for the Leaf fans listening, the Habs aren't going to suck forever here. Like yeah. it seems like they're really being run by good people, and they kind of got a, their heads on that's their shoulders. That's the shoulder. worst. It is. You it see really, the, yeah. You see the bad guys start making <laughs> yeah, good decisions. Like, that's a really good. That's excellent asset management. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely. But going to the next level, as Edmonton has proven, isn't guaranteed. And yeah, you yeah. still a lot you of question marks. Got to nail the picks. Development. Who's your goalie in two or yeah. three years? It, it'd be curious, too, to watch the Marty St. Louis thing play out. Where, you know, he came in as a time where you're a right, developmental guy. Has, you know, not a ton of experience. You know, when things start to turn, do you end up being Todd McClellan? And, you know, once they turn, you decide you need a new guy. Guy to help you through. So... Uh, a team worth watching, to say the least. How much of the Winnipeg trade do you think is a response to the Lindholm to, Cal- to Vancouver thing? I think it. Uh, I, I think it played a part in it. Yeah. I think ultimately, it's not the reason. Yeah. But it's interesting that we saw two pretty decent deals involving first rounders. Yeah. Bef- right at the beginning of the. All Star Weekend, like poor which never David happens. Amber and the yeah, trade oh deadline God. day. Who's left? You? Uh, I was talking to Saravelli uh, today at the at the Gary Bettman press conference. It's like, boy, it's getting thin for you. He's like, well, I'm gonna have to drum something off. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there'll be some action. Yeah, I do. And people got to stop focusing on like, you know, I know we got our insiders and they got their list, but. The conversations are well beyond the, the the noticeable names on a trade board. I don't remember hearing Philip Ronick last year until yeah. it happened. And I think I think that this trade deadline has a chance to pull some some people unexpectedly into into play here. Yeah. Restricted free agents, like a guy like McCabe that we saw last year. The Leafs made a trade, but yeah. it was for a guy who was locked in that wasn't going anywhere reminds me of the Hagel trade rental yeah non-rentals Tampa gets Hagel for all those picks and what was was the the Leafs what if was it that they were going to trade for Hagel and Fleury remember when Kyle Dubas got mad at Kyle Davidson there was like that whole like fight between the two of them the two Kyles went after he leaked he leaked but was it Hagel uh, Kyle I think somewhat accused Davidson of, of sharing details. Kyle's had some good talk. presser moments, eh? Oh, yeah. Kyle's also super fired up because the Fenway group hired Theo Epstein today, so it's like dork fest. They're just fired just up. They can't dorking wait. Dorking it up. <laughs> uh, everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's an interesting one in itself. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Epstein. Penguins yeah. and where they go and but he's not like hired by to work for the Red Sox or work for the Penguins or what he's well, that, they he's hired by team he's like hired Liverpool by the group right yeah. so that's very interesting oh and he'll have I mean he's gonna have some say they'll all have say on on numbers and percentages and yeah 
Right. I mean, Epstein turned the the Cubs and the Red Sox yeah. curses into World Series champions. He can do whatever he wants. Living probably should have hired him. He's writing his own check. Probably should have got for his get own the, job. Get the curse. Oh, let's get the curse guy in here. Get him to <laughs> yeah, you know what? hire him for the lease. What can you do? If you sell yourself as the curse guy, just infinite value. Oh, yeah. with Ten franchises out there. Hundred yeah. percent. Not seeing much, and we'll get into this in our next hour, boys. Uh, but. Uh, you just take if you take a look at the standings now at, at All Star break, you're wondering uh, what what team on the outside looking in is is going to make it, and have we pretty much locked in the are, teams? Are we at least cats? Meow. Are we there? <laughs> I'm just looking at it here. You can you can sit there and, and yeah, pretty close. Figure out. You can figure out who is going to play who and then be wrong. But maybe what you can't be wrong with is that we're, we're staring pretty much at, at 14 teams yeah. that are absolutely locked. Yep. So, right? yeah. You know, you're right. 100%. So. You don't believe in the sense to turn it around or what? Are they on a winning streak? <laughs> I think they are. Yeah, they won one in a row. I think oh, they right. No, maybe <laughs> two. Oh, sorry, maybe sorry, two. Sorry, sorry. Okay, still plenty more on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show in the next hour. We'll welcome in Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly from the National Hockey League and Gord Stellick. The Electricity. The mayor of Fanfare. We'll pay us a visit our, as well. Our thanks to Michael Bublé in this hour, who was fantastic. He's in for a big night. We're all in for a big night as we watch a million dollars go to the hands of... Another rich guy. <laughs> I was going to say Connor McDavid, <laughs> yeah. but he's already a rich guy. Don't go away, everybody. We're back after these words. Real Kipper and Bourne.